0: Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you come in early again? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. If I did, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh my God, this is Asinine Radio. This is, uh, what are we, week three of January 2020. Uh, we got quite the show for you. Not only this episode, but our main episode, our Elm of the Week episode. Um, go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio uh and just go to our website AsinineRadio.com. it's a good one it's great my name is tyler on the other end hundreds of miles away is a friend of mine named jeff hundreds hundreds right hundreds dozens of miles dozens of miles away now um let's just let's get right into it we got our fearless beer review first what do we got today
2: yeah.
1: Keep on, on yawning, baby. Mm. Yes. What do you got?
0: So I have a, uh, I have a pale ale coming from Pipeworks Brewing Company, and it's their beer called the Lizard King. Ooh, kind of like these? it. I think it's called actually just Lizard King,
1: not the Lizard King. No,
0: yeah. Just is this, this a reference to King. the Doors? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think this 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 uh, this brewery is known for their their cool artwork it's cartoony it's like a lizard in a in a pirate skeleton fighting maybe is that a pirate I don't know if that's a pirate it looks like a pirate but I, uh, I don't know I can't tell yeah, you yeah the art design is, is by Jason Burke so check it out because it's pretty cool I like I actually like the the design it's really fun but uh, it's 6% and that's all that is on <laughs> this it's a mosaic hopped pale ale
1: <coughs> okay mosaic hop ale so uh, the, what's the, what's the brewery again? Are,
0: are mosaics. Uh,
1: Pipeworks. Pipeworks. Where is that at? It's in
0: Chicago. Chi-town. Oh, okay. Established 2012.
1: Chi-town. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I have um, I have the Enter Knight Pilsner by uh-huh. Stone Brewing. Uh, this is 5.7 ABV. Uh, it does say on the website that... Let me see. What does it say exactly? It says the style is classified... And it says that the IBUs are classified as well so can't tell you can't tell you what's going on with that That's stupid yeah I know and this is done in collaboration with the band Metallica because it relates to the pod we're doing later with Metallica so that's why I decided to get this I think pretty sure you and I have had this at one point or another I think right?
0: we, I think we've had it too
1: yeah in uh, Stone Brewing they opened up back in 1996 in San Diego uh, California. Uh, They're—I didn't know this, but they're actually the biggest brewery in Southern California, which is kind of cool. Um, but then they also distribute, I think maybe worldwide, um, but definitely nationally. But yeah, they're a solid brewery, craft brewery, uh, and their breweries are really, really cool. Uh, I've been to one of their breweries in their tap room near Petco Park, where the Padres play, and that was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Definitely check out <clears throat> their brewery, and a lot of their beers are very good. So, so get into that. Um, I don't know. Let's just. You want to open this?
0: Yeah. Well, I already, okay. I already poured mine because I'm gonna take a nice little pick of the of the beer next to the pour.
1: Okay. From well, all
0: around untapped. You're one follower. Yeah, it's pretty much just you and Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it says. Uh, it also says about my beer while well, you're taking the pick. Uh, it says, in collaboration with Metallica, this beer represents the cataclysmic collision of two uncompromising supernatural forces. It's a crisp and refreshing Pilsner that, much like the band, transcends the genres, shatters preconceptions, and challenges convention. That is a, that, that entire thing was a mouthful, for sure. But I'm going to pour wow. mine right now.
0: So, like, one thing, I was trying to look at more about this brewery, and... I don't know if this is like Chicago law or if this is just something that they do, but they don't have a tap room. They only have their brewery, and then they bottle or can all of their stuff there, but, and so you can go and buy it there, but you can't drink it at the brewery, so you have to like still take it home.
1: Oh, that's weird.
0: So there's no drinking on these premises whatsoever.
1: That's really weird. I wonder why.
0: And I, feel, I just feel like I would... Unless this beer is fantastic, which it has a high rating on a tap and beer advocate... I would just—I would never go there, right? Like if I can't yeah. drink it there, I—I I, I don't know. I just would never do it.
1: Yeah, it does seem a little strange. How long has the brewery been around for? 2012. Did I you said find it like out? three times already. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, you did? Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's just don't okay. listen. You don't listen. I know. I, no, we yeah. we all know that. Yes, <laughs> son of a gun. <clears throat> okay, you ready for this one? Yeah,
0: it smells actually uh, really good. Does it? Yeah, like really good so far.
1: Mine smells like burps. So. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is. Eh. This is um. It is pretty hoppy. For a pilsner, this is not what I was expecting at all. Wow. It's not really bad. It's just. Ugh, whoa. All right. What, what do you? What do you think of yours? Dude, this beer Pale is oil. good. Is it really? <laughs> it's it's that, is that good?
0: So fucking good. Yeah, this is delicious.
1: Wow. And this it's a pale ale. Uh,
0: dude, man, every time I just drink something that's so good, just Merrpon falls further and further down my ah, list. Ah, you're so dumb. Merrpon is no longer even in my top 5 or top 10 Oh, beers. you're
1: so dumb. you are dumb. And it's just, just not, dumb. Damn, this is good. This is th-
0: there's just enough like hop in here mm. to give it kind of that that pale ale taste, I guess, but there's not too much, and it's got good lacing on my very clean glass <laughs> that I took from my neighbor's house.
1: Oh, you fucking thief. Yeah, and um, oh.
0: it's almost like citrusy, but it's so subtle. It, it, it comes on the very back end, like as you're breathing out through your nose, and man, this beer is this beer's really good. Wow. I'm surprised.
1: I'm surprised you like it that much. Yeah. Huh. I mean, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. That's That's the most important part kind of uh, hazy you, though you enjoy it oh you're a haze bro now
0: it's not a it's not a haze bro but it looks it looks a little hazy there hmm okay got nice carbonation in it you know yeah, i
1: love that <clears throat> it has what
0: nice carbonation
1: oh carbonation <laughs> yes um uh well my beer it, it is better on more sips uh just with that initial shock of it not t- really tasting like a pilsner really threw me off but it's pretty solid it it's it tastes more like a hoppy lager, but doesn't have that really metallic kind of taste that those tend to have, or like session IPAs tend to have, which I, you know, it could very well have that, but it does not. Um, lacing, not so good. Not so good, Jeff, on this. Oh, it goes away real quick. Is your glass dirty, so, maybe? But this is a very clean glass. No, it's very clean. Wow. It's a very clean glass. Oh,
0: is there is there a difference between clean
1: and very clean, as far as glassware yes. is concerned? Yeah. One one is very clean and the other's clean. Okay, so that, that that's the sense. difference. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Loud that's and fine. clear they're a big shooter. <laughs> My beer's very, very dry though, which I don't okay. mind because it um you know it's a ale. What do you want from me?
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, no multi balance. No multi balance? mm Is so okay, so no malt Just, at all in that? I'd assume? I'm sure there
0: is, but the it's very, very dry.
1: Hmm. I wonder why that wonder. I wonder why Stone hides that IBU and the uh, the type of hops that are used in this beer. What what beer was yours again? The Enter Night. Oh yeah, by Stone Brewing. Uh, I did find a uh, a review that I thought was was kind of interesting uh, about my beer. It came from Flash MacGyver on October twelfth, twenty nineteen. He gave it a three point two eight out of five. He said, "Whoa, super bitter." has a hint of gasoline, which I liked very much. Grab this after working on and riding your motorcycle, and you will get it. Ha! Seriously, that's what I was doing the first time I drank this, and I was like, hey, it tastes like leather and gas. Oh, smack, dang. Okay, this beer kicks. I get it. I like it. What the hell are they using for hops here? Again, it tastes like I'm drinking a liquefied leather bag. Strange, but I like it. Makes me want to put my leather jacket on and work on a car, on a carb, and get covered in oil and then drink this again. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fucking out of his mind, but I love it.
0: He's probably drunk oh. off of that beer. <laughs> he, he bought the of four drinking,
1: pack. Of drinking liquefied leather. That's a good description. But I He's, like how he says it tastes like gasoline as, or has a hint of gasoline.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Did you, uh, are, are you pouring from like a 16 ounce glass? Yeah, it's
1: a 16 ounce can. Yeah.
0: You know, I've noticed that. I think we've talked about this briefly, but I've noticed that, like, the more craft or independent your beer is on Beer Advocate, the less scathing the reviews are.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because people are so damn, you know, full of themselves.
0: Which is kind of like it. I don't know. it, It almost diminishes the reviews on there itself because. Let's say Corona didn't come out with a really good beer and it tasted good. It would still get shit on strictly because it's Corona.
1: Oh, totally. That's completely asinine. Some Ooh. Say. Not now. But it's true. People are, people are idiots. Some people. Not all of them. What are you going to rate your beer? What do you got, Jeff?
0: Uh, this, this, <laughs> this might even pl- replace Piranha Pale Ale as my favorite oh. pale ale. What the hell, yeah, man! So I'm There's doing two point seven five here.
1: Okay, out of three. Yeah, our three point rating system is three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should try it once. And zero is uh, is really really bad. Don't even bother with it. So that that's pretty high for you. Yeah, because you're not one to throw out very many perfect threes. So
0: I don't. I I think I went back and un- untapped and, and demoted everything from a perfect score lower.
1: Oh, you're so dumb. Just because as,
0: as I mature, my taste matures with me, and so I, I need to adjust accordingly.
1: I guess, to an extent, maybe. Um, I'm going to give my beer just a solid two. I, I'd go back to it. I'd, I'd have it again, maybe, at some point. It's good. Solid Hoppy Pilsner.
0: Would you ever really get that beer again, though, for reals?
1: I might. I think it just depends on you if know. If Metallica what my other wasn't selection. involved
0: in this whatsoever, would would you get this beer again?
1: I might. It it, it depends on like what else top. is Why uh, what else is on tap. You know, I'm not lying to you. Like if I had to You're choose like, between this and like a, a like if i if I had to choose between this and like a you know a, a Coors Light or something, I'd go with this. You're a liar. I would.
0: Actually, my backup beers are Coors Lights. <laughs> ah, oh, <laughs> son of a gun.
1: <laughs> and lines. Oh, so gross! my backies I got some uh some of my favorite beer, my number one beer the f- the fresh haze uh from Deschutes. that shit is fucking good it's is that the, the best one? beer
0: okay that yeah that's the one with the orange what? on it right that's like the orange
1: it's an orange can but it yeah. it has it's the one that you and I had that fight about with the hop that's being squished and whether but what it, it that is that's squishing it
0: but that that fight was from their fresh squeeze, but then they have. This one, which is her haze squeeze, They're the fresh haze. haze. What is yeah. it called?
1: I think it's just the fresh haze, the fresh squeeze haze or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah, because you
1: called it a screwdriver and it's not a
0: screwdriver. It, oh, my God. It's a vice, It's like if anything.
1: I, it, it's either one of them. I think I was right. I think I was right. I think I said the vice and you said it was something no,
0: else. No, definitely not, Tyler. I'm Anstead. pretty sure that's what happened. Tyler, Rebecca, instead, there's no fucking way in hell. <laughs> You said that was a vice. You said it <laughs> Pretty was like sure I did. A hammer or some bullshit. I guarantee you. A hammer? Oh I, my God. I don't know you're what dumb. you said. That was the fight. A was, hammer? That was the fight. Was, whatever you said it was, it was so <laughs> stupid.
1: No, I was not. I was actually the right one. You were the, just the one fighting for the sake of fighting. No, because like right you now. were wrong. You nah. did not
0: say vice. I guarantee you that.
2: <laughs> Even All right, too, dude, whatever.
1: I did. I think I put a poll up on Twitter. This is a long time ago. This is like a year ago, I think.
0: So if you can find that poll, then, then I win. Get to the bottom of this.
1: Yeah, I, I win because I'm I know everything. But uh, let's let's jump right into our songs of the week. Unless you got anything else to say about the beer, what, what, what do we got here? What do you? No, I'm
0: good. Songs of the week. You good? Go songs of the
1: week. Let's go with you, Jeff. Let's start with you. Um, because why not? Because we can, right? Cool. I was taking so what a nice did you bring to the table?
0: Of my, of my beverage, but that's fine. I brought, um, <laughs> since we kind of pushed back our thrash week by one week, <laughs> <laughs> I had previously picked um, the only thrash song that I knew. Yes. Kind of like in my mind. And it's not even like a fully real thrash song, but it's called New Thrash by Sublime <laughs> from their first album, 40 Ounces to Freedom.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'll play a little bit of it. Here, here it is, by Sublime, New Thrash.
2: I've got so much trouble on my mind And it feels like I'm always thinking with the enemy But I know the real world always gets so lost And that's why I gotta keep reality So don't tease me Try to say that I can care Might as well go out for mine Cause everybody's going out for them.
1: There it is, Sublime. Woohoo. New Thrash. Woohoo. Sublime. Woohoo. It's like not even Thrash at all. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, s-
0: it's it's just fast. There's really no like chugging in it or anything. Or I no. mean, but like they can do, they can do that sound. Like they know how to do it, and Brad can shred of the guitar.
1: Oh, I agree, he's a sick and, guitar player,
0: and so sure. I think that's why they call it like New Thrash specifically because at this time like this Long Beach scene, this was kind of like the new thrash.
1: Yeah, I I guess so, yeah. Interesting
0: tidbits about this song. I don't know if you knew these, but I might about the, like Miss Elliot Blow Your Mind over here. So (laughs) the drummer from this song was actually Ross M.G. or Marshall Goodman.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: And so I always knew that he played drums on some Sublime songs, but I never knew to what extent. So digging deeper... He was an actual member of Sublime because what had supposedly, because I, I read this interview with Ross MG or Mar- I'll call him Marshall Goodman because that's his real, that's his, that's his Christian name. But he officially <laughs> joined the band after Bud was having an argument with his girlfriend at a party and just stormed off. And then because Marshall had been hanging out with the band so much, Brad was like Bradley Noel, the singer said, Hey dude, like just come play drums. So like in the, like the early nineties, like ninety, mm-hmm. ninety one. He was a, an official member of Sublime while Bud was off fucking around, like in rehab and shit. Huh. But Marshall Goodman actually played on most of the songs on Forty Ounces to Freedom.
1: I didn't know that. Including, That's really
0: interesting. Including like Date Rape, that he was on he he played drums on Date Rape, like their biggest oh, no song shit. from that album.
1: Yeah, I really didn't know that. That's pretty interesting stuff.
0: And he also played drums. And wrote songs for their self-titled album much later, like um, April twenty-six, and then the opening track, which I forgot what the fucking name
1: was uh, "Doing Time." Garden, yeah, that's not the opening track. It's uh Garden Grove, right?
0: No, I don't know. I think it's Garden Grove, but a lot of the more like groovier, dub-sounding songs. Marshall Goodman played played drums and helped write those songs while Bud was huh. not in the band.
1: That's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. I, I had no idea. Is is he in the uh, the date rape music video, or is that Bud?
0: That that that's Bud. Oh, okay. And it's 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 even more weird because, like the interview I was reading with him, he talked about how like the style he liked to play. He liked to play a very like jazzy type of of drumming. And mm-hmm. so then I went back and listened to like date rape as opposed to a song that like Bud played on and just kind of compare the two different drum styles. And you can definitely, like once you know that information, you can definitely kind of hear little nuances here between the drummers. And it's kind of huh. cool.
1: I'm going to have to go back and do that. Cause I, I really had, I thought Bud was on everything on those three albums. So that's pretty cool. Pretty interesting stuff.
0: Very interesting.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're doing, we're doing thrash stuff this week, uh, especially with our album of the week. We're literally taking on the biggest thrash album of all time. Um, but yeah, Je- Jeff isn't, he's not one to have ever been in the scene. So he, he didn't know a lot about it. So
0: mostly because my only, the only ever <laughs> thing I, I knew about Thrash was, was anthrax. Right. So,
1: and <laughs> you were sorely disappointed.
0: Well, I, I, because we met Scott Ian, we we met him before at yeah, Nail. we met Scott Ian. Yeah. And so, like, I've, ever, even like back then, I, I always thought that anthrax was very disappointing and they just weren't great they they were they were okay they were cool mm-hmm. they were just there in the scene but they were never great and so my only kind of exposure to thrash music has always been anthrax and then last week when we were kind of like in a thrashy mood and we both mm-hmm. chose anthrax as our pick of the week i had heard an anthrax song that was actually a cover that they didn't even write but i liked it a lot so i dove into anthrax more and then i got like two albums deep and i was just like dude, i'm done with this
1: <laughs> it's it. They're like the worst of the big four. They're easily the worst of the big four, and you decided to go with the worst when you listen. Like you could have listened I get, to sl- I any don't, Slayer. I don't know, but I you knew know. the big four. Like you could have gone for Megadeth. You could have definitely gone with Metallica, but you were so anti-Metallica at the time.
0: I've I've listened to Megadeth before too. Like and we've talked about Megadeth on the pod. Yeah,
1: it's, it's they're hit or miss. They're whatevers too. Yeah, they're hit or miss. Definitely for me but at that, least. But, but Slayer's consistently good it all changed oh i mean we'll get more into it once we get all into our album of the week but uh but but the song of the week for me that i brought to the table is a thrash guitar player well he's really like a guitar virtuoso like he can do anything but he's more well known for his thrash playing uh, on his solo records uh, and it's a john five um, this is not thrash well he's he tends to be more of a thrash player maybe the songs aren't thrash but he's a thrash player but if you don't know who john five is he played guitar with marilyn manson for many years and he's been in rob zombie's band since i think like 2005 and um he's a great guitar player he's so fucking good uh and this song is called crank it and it's off his uh, newest album it's the 11th album called invasion so i'm just gonna play it right here it's instrumental but it's great you hated this right Jeff because of all yeah, the winking
0: you, you know you know I like that song <laughs> see like, I wasn't sure because I know you hate guitar yeah.
1: winking and he does that a lot like, of that on this
0: but like this was this was like the type of almost goofy power like pm5k music <laughs> that I like it's this was solid it was so yeah. good that I listened to the whole album
1: did you really <laughs> yeah what do you think of it
0: two songs I already put on another playlist too. this one and the song wow Zirks.
1: that's pretty cool it's a good album. I listened to it this week too. Solid. Yeah, th- this song ca- came up on my Discover Weekly a few weeks back. So, I, all my songs of the week I've been taking from that from the best of my Discover Weeklies, and this one was uh, was on there. And I thought this is probably like the closest thing that would make sense to what we're doing with the album of the week. So, it's good. Good stuff. Great guitar player. Really great guitar player. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for for John Five. Great stuff, right?
0: John 5 Feldman.
1: Good stuff. John 5. Yeah. All right. Now that we're done with our uh, songs of the week, let's get into some new stuff that was released this week. Some new albums. Anti-Flag, Just Favorite Band put out a new album called 2020. Uh, Zebrahead put out an EP called Want to Sell Your Soul. Eminem, surprise dropped a brand new album called Music to be Murdered By, and it's pretty underwhelming, I will say. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it that much. I
0: listened to it yesterday. I thought it was great. I thought it was. I at first know. listen. I thought it was great. I thought Eminem came back and he's now doing this era of music better than most of the people we always talk about can do their own music. No,
1: he is. I, I agree with you on that. But it's still, I don't know. It, the The Dre stuff is really good, and then a few of the other songs are good too. But overall, I, I think it's pretty weak. And the guests he has on it, like Juice World, that was awful. And it was so bad.
0: It was okay. I'm definitely going to listen to this, this album probably a couple more times before I, Oof, I really get a hold on it. But at a first listen, I was very, very, very happy with it.
1: All right. Teach us on again. Uh, Raekwon put out a new album called The Appetition. Is that? A- Appetition? 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 It's like Appet. Aper. Well, you didn't put the R, but that's fine. Uh, did you listen, listen to this one? Appetition. Yeah. Appetition? Was it good?
0: Um it was okay. It just it sounds like Raekwon, but like the non Wu Tang Raekwon.
1: Okay, so just subpar. Yeah,
0: it was whatever. Just.
1: Okay, uh, this next one I actually do want to listen to. Tech Nine, oh, he put out was a new so one. So good, was it? Yeah, oh, this is really he's so. Good. He's fucking great. Yeah, he put a new one out called Interfere Level Two. Uh, great rapper. If you've never heard of him, he's he's probably one of the best underground rappers for sure. Um, so go check that one out, and then the last new album. Is uh Mest put out a new one called masquerade do you remember Mest? did not listen to this one what do, do you remember Mest? I remember them yeah, but i I never was written to them really R- you, I mean you probably remember I, that I remember song them. yeah you probably remember that song <laughs> Cadillac
0: that they did like a while ago, but maybe there's like straight pop punk and this was uh this is okay just okay yeah there's like I think there's a couple songs on here that i i may I may put on my pop punk playlist
1: a band uh, uh this band they put out a new song uh it's Alexis on fire i don't think they put anything out for a while but this one is called season of the flood it's like almost a seven minute song yeah did not and like just, this at all yeah it just it builds for no reason and then went nowhere yeah it just wasn't very good um the bomb pops put out a new one uh called notre dame and it was okay it was yeah, not right. it was a little bit slow for a pop punk band song but it was whatever uh, avenge sevenfold put out a uh an unreleased b-side from their hail to the king album Ugh. and it was called set, the song is called set me free and it's really bad it's awful yeah and this
0: one is also like almost seven minutes long and it
1: just nothing happens <coughs> goes nowhere yeah it's just really really bad uh green day put out a new song and video for uh their new one called oh yeah and I, the song's not good. The song sucks. It the, sounds like every radio song out there right now.
0: Yeah, the song is terrible, but the video's kind of cool. I, I kind of dig the video.
1: Yeah, the video's fine, but god damn, it's a bad song. That song, get, song is my, garbage. It's so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, should I play it just to... No,
0: because no, then I feel like that's... that's We'll probably get a season assist for that one, yeah.
1: we should We should do the Green Day album when it comes out next month. Oh, God. I'm down for that.
0: I mean, yeah, let's do it.
1: okay um this a band called gray days chester bennington from lincoln park he was this was his first band when he was living in arizona uh and right before he died they were going to re-record they were actually in the process of re-recording their their only record with chester again and but then he ended up you know committing suicide and all that stuff so uh, the guys in the band they finished the record and they have a bunch of like guests on it like guys from corn and like girl from evanescence and just a bunch of different people and they put the first one out the first song out and it's called what's in the eye and it's so fucking boring
0: it is like, it's stupid It reminds me of like some bullshit like breaking benjamin song or something yeah it's, it's so that. dumb
1: his voice sounds really good like he could really tell he's a good singer in the song but the song itself is not very good
0: and i just i feel like they're using this you know this death as like a platform mm-hmm. to catapult themselves and it irritates me because they're not that good at all. No, they're
1: not. No, not at all. Uh Naked and Famous, they put out a new song called Barius. This is your thing. I, I've never even heard of them. Yeah, you have. How did you hear about them? I don't remember ever hearing well, about them.
0: They yeah. sing that song Youngblood. Blood." if you played the song Youngblood, you would know what song it is, but
1: May I probably would.
0: But uh, I like this. I like this song. They they don't, they don't have that many albums, maybe like three or four. And okay. it's just, it's this type of music all the time. It's, they, this is what they sound like. And
1: I like it. I dig it. I've always yeah, it's it. It's not bad. It's really not bad. I just, it was, did not expect it. I just never heard of it. So usually I know everything you listen to because,
0: anyway, you anyway, know, anyway.
1: I know you better than you know yourself.
2: Uh, the know last anything
1: uh, Sometimes. Uh, the last one we have here is a Treyu. They did some sort of collaboration with some DJ named Kazo. Never heard of him, but he's a dubstep guy. And this song is straight out of ten years ago. Like this would have been popular in the summer of twenty ten, but not, you know, the winter of twenty twenty right. when it was released. Right, this would like, it's not it's not horrible. It's just like why? So many bands have done this and done this well.
0: This would have been way cool if they did something with Sonny before he became like Skrillex
1: Yeah And, then, and I went back and listened to Keizo's other music And it, it's just like the dubstep that he does Is just not very innovative Like it's just very Straightforward and just kind of Boring but I, I, I do want to play this Because it, it's definitely out of left field for a Atreyu So the song is called Battle Drums When these dark days blah, uh, Pain hangs round like a in your stomach And these dark days, ah, fuck it home.
2: So this is it, when you take a stand You crash your beast and draw a line in the sand Close your eyes, right for strength, don't lifetime. The pain hangs round like a plate in your stomach. And these heartbeats turn to flat lines. You better start running. I can hear the battle drums running I can hear the battle drums coming. I can hear the battle drums coming. I
1: There it is, Battle Drums from a tree, and Ugh. dude named Kaza. It's just boring. It's not that. It's just is I don't this, know, man. Is this Feldman produced too? I I tried looking it up and I couldn't find if he had his grimy little hands in it, but I'm sure he did. I, feel, I mean, just, I
0: feel like it is because these guys are too old to be kind of goofing off like in the beginning. That like that reminded <laughs> me of that cynical part in Blink. Exactly. That's what I thought too. And so I think like like is that new? Is, is that like Feldman's new mo? Is that what he does to bands? Is make them do I, something stupid like that?
1: I feel like it is to make it seem more like authentic and and not as like cheesy but it ends up making it very very awful and horrible to listen to and embarrassing so I, the song is just like all over the place
0: to it. too it just it just sounds like there's no direction it's just this this, mm-hmm. this let's just get everything into one song as possible like if this was like a like an outtake or a b-side from their new album that would be kind of cool if their album yeah. was like cohesive and it had like a concept or there there was like direction in it but to have this as a as a single, like, I I would assume this is probably going to be a single. This is yeah. Awful.
1: I I don't know if this is going to be on their new album. I think this is just like a one off thing. But yeah, it's not. It's it's pretty bad and it's disappointing. I mean, they they were so good. They were so good. And just I don't know why they make why bands make certain decisions like this. It's just.
0: It reminds me of bad. like the the meme you see when it it'll show, it'll see like the like the first part of it says absolutely nobody. And then there's like a blank space mm. and then it says whatever you want to make fun of. And that's like a Trey, you doing this song. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody fucking wanted this. Nobody cares for this. Nobody gives a shit about this. And it's not even good. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if, if,
1: if it was, if it was really good and it, it w- it would be, you know, it, I'd understand, but it, this is just mediocrity at its, at best, you know, like the, the drop wasn't even interesting to listen to. There was nothing in there. It was just, it was so dull and just vanilla it was like one of the most vanilla dubstep songs i've ever heard
0: i mean coming from a place where i don't know a whole lot about techno music and dubstep <sighs> uh-huh i just feel like Skrillex has spoiled us right Skrillex set the bar yeah. so fucking high that if you can't if you can't do what he does and you shouldn't even be doing it and atreyu mm-hmm. Is not is not doing dubstep justice, and they're not even doing their own music justice. Like, there's nothing no. in there that was good.
1: No, nothing at all.
0: Like they can do like the heavy shit. They can do like the heavy metal stuff and, and the hardcore stuff, but I didn't hear nothing nothing in there.
1: No, and they've done it well in the past. So it's like it's not that they're not capable of doing it. It makes no no fucking sense. They're just making mediocre
0: music for the masses. <clears throat> they're making Foo Fighter music.
1: Yeah. And I I went on uh, Kezo's Spotify and like one of his top songs was his remix of Papa Roach's Last Resort. And it it just, it was just the song, you know, with like a dubstep like drum beat instead of the normal drum beat. And then like a little drop here and there. But it was just like, this shit's not fucking interesting. I I don't, I, I just don't get, I just don't get it, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand how some of these DJs get so popular when they're really, their remixes really aren't good. They're not different. They're not innovative. Stupid. You
0: you clearly have not listened to the genre of trance music.
1: No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> then you, then you're really I agree with that genre the too these people
0: get popular putting off that shit. <laughs> Fucking six hour concerts. Oh my
1: gosh. I know. It's absolutely insane. Uh so let's move on. Uh <clears throat> some some stuff happening in the music world. This is a band that I've been talking about for a couple of years now, maybe like two years, I say, I think. Uh, they're called Pagan. They're from Australia. They put out their debut record, I think last year or late 2018. Uh, it's a solid, solid metal record, uh, but they, uh, they're breaking up. They're playing their final show on February 22nd in Australia, I think in Adelaide or something like that. Uh, so if you're, you're in Australia, go check it out if tickets haven't sold out already. Uh, they're, they're, really, they're a really cool band. Highly recommend them. And their one record's cool, so get into it. Um, Billie Eilish, she is going to be singing the new James Bond theme song for the new movie, No Time to Die, which comes out in April. So, makes sense. This is what, you know, the James Bond franchise does. They take, like, the popular singer of the time and have them sing a song. So, it's cool, I guess. I'm just
0: glad that they didn't do, like, like like a post-dated I don't know, XXXTentacion song. Yeah, that would be annoying because <laughs> <laughs> it's not
1: really representative of what's huge in pop music and like Billie Eilish is the biggest thing in pop music right now. So it, it makes sense. But I mean, yeah, they, they've had a lot of great songs. So this one might be great too. It might be awful like the Madonna song for uh, uh fucking what's that movie. <sighs> what was the really bad one? I you're can't the, even think You're, right you're
0: the resident Bond expert.
1: The bra- the Brazen one, the last one he did. I am I'm having tomorrow a total brain fart. Dies? No, after that, the last one. Well, oh day after, my god.
0: Day after tomorrow. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's all really bad. Or not all really bad, but some of it's really bad. Anyway, let's move on. Uh Travis Barker from Blink 182. He's auctioning off auctioning off more of his classic cars. Uh, so, if you're into that, I mean, somebody in the Blink 155 Niche actually bought one of his cars several years ago and got a really good deal on a Cadillac, like a classic Cadillac. So, go do that. Um, he has some cool cars. Check it out. Uh, Blink 182, they're also doing a charity. Now, how do you feel about this, Jeff? Because I have I some. I what it was.
0: I haven't, I haven't. What was this about again?
1: So, what they're doing, you put this on. I know, but it's but, been days. <laughs> So what they're doing is all of all of the all of the sales they're getting for merch on their website are going straight to the Australian Wild Wildfire Fund or whatever oh, yeah, the, the fund right. is called. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. And they and they brought back the rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's holding a koala on its back. Yeah. So what what do you think about this? I think it's fine. I mean, they didn't need to do this. A lot of bands are. I mean, Metallica is donating like five hundred thousand dollars as well. Yeah. Um, I think that Blink doing this merch thing all the proceeds. I mean, how many people are really going to buy this?
1: True. And also like, like you said, Metallica donated $500,000. They just donated the money so, yeah. to the fund. Blink aren't doing that. And, and other bands and organizations aren't donating direct money. They're donating the proceeds from an item that they sell. So if you think about it, the band really isn't losing a lot of money because they're, they they're, the cost of making all of these t-shirts or whatever merch is very small. And then they, they upsell like 40 bucks a shirt when it only costs like a dollar or less to make that shirt, you know? So I, I think it's kind of shisty that bands do this or organizations do this because they're in the end, they're not taking a lot of money out of their own pockets. Well, they're losing to, zero to to money in the their
0: own pockets, you know?
1: Yeah. Like they're, they're putting a little money to make all the merch. They're putting forth a little money to make the merch, but then they're selling it for a crazy amount of money, and then that money is going to the fund, so none of the money is actually really coming from the band. Like, very little of the money is coming from the band, which I, I think is kind of shysty. It's, it's
0: true. I mean, don't forget, like, what do you think is worth, like, as a, as a corporation? Oh, they're, like, 50 I mean, million?
1: More? More than that. Probably hundreds of millions. Okay,
0: yeah. so, like, $50 million, if they're worth $50 million, and they donate $500,000, that's 1% of what they're worth.
1: Yeah. Right? But and, but still in the end it it's more out of the band's pocket than say like blink doing this with the merch.
0: Like if you think of all the shit that you own in your life, like how much you are worth and just times out by 1%, you're donating like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, <laughs> <Yeah>. 100 bucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's like Metallica donating like to the equivalent of us like donating 100 bucks. So I mean even that's not a lot. It looks like a lot to everybody else, but to a to a corporation like Metallica that's not a lot. But what I think what would have would have made Blink a little bit better is if they kind of like hired maybe like a no name artist to promote that dude and then he designed these shirts and then all of the money went to it, not just the proceeds, if like one hundred percent of the money went to it. That way Blink did put some money up front to buy the the, the equipment, the the materials, pay for yeah. that guy to do it. That would have been kinda of cool. But yeah, you're right. This is it's just kind of like a, a it's lame a way to way. make
1: it's a it's a way to make you look really good. But in the anything. end, you're, yeah. But you're not doing it. You're not really contributing anything to it. Everybody else is contributing, but yourself. And I think it's shady. It's 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 shady marketing, and I don't like that. And and it, Blink aren't the only band or artists to do this. I mean, a lot of artists have done this, and it it's gross. It's just gross. I don't like it. I don't, anyway, um, Slipknot. They uh, they have released a short film called Pollution. This is uh, done by their percussionist Sean Clown. And it's like 21 minutes and I didn't even bother because most of his stuff is just so fucking boring. It's like he tries so hard to be artsy and it just comes off as really pretentious and bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sure you didn't watch it, right? No. But some people might be interested, so go check it out if you are. Uh, Joe Satriani, the guitar virtuoso, he's releasing his 17th solo album called Shape Shifting. It's coming out this spring. There's not a definitive date, but it is sometime this spring, so get into that if you like instrumental guitar music, but he's a great guitar player. Uh, Foo Fighters have been a band for 25 years now, and Dave Grohl says that there are big things happening this year, but he has not gone into detail, so who knows what that means. It could be something really cool. It could be really lame. We'll find out.
0: What could that, po- like, what could that possibly mean? I mean, they, they, the guy does big things all the time. True.
1: I, I think what they'll, they'll do is they'll play their albums in their entirety.
0: Like on a on a an anniversary
1: tour or something? Not even a tour. I think they're going to do what I think is they're going to play like a, a series of like six or however, however many albums they have, and then play like two albums a night and do like kind of like a sh- short residency wherever, like in L. A. or something like that, mm. like at the Forum. And then they'll play like the first two albums one night. The next night they'll play the another two. The next two and so on and so forth. I think okay. that's what's going to happen. If that's if my.
0: true, would you be interested in going to
1: any of those shows? No. I think the, the tickets would be way too much money. That—that's that's a reasonable the price. It, it, would you go to these shows? A reasonable price, yeah, but but a reasonable price for me is like thirty bucks. Like I, I don't like that's spending not... a lot of money on concerts.
0: That's just not reasonable, though.
1: Well, that's reasonable for me. So more than yeah, likely, I, I wouldn't be going to something like that.
0: But like saying that just means like you're stuck
1: in like two thousand two, dude. Ah, true, but you know. You and I used to go to concerts, <sighs> like, like, in my day,
0: I used to walk to school. No, but, here, but we, used to, we
1: used to go like at least once a week to go see bands that sometimes we weren't even that interested in, but we would just go because the tickets were so cheap, so we'd go, and then we'd yeah. discover new bands by seeing the opening bands and all that all that fun stuff. But nowadays I, I don't like doing that because you know, tickets are so expensive, and I don't want to go see a band that I like kind of I don't want to spend 80 dollars to go see them. when I could spend 80 dollars to go see one of my favorite bands play, you know. Well, I think even just, like chain reaction tickets
0: are, are like 15 bucks for no-name bands now, whereas opposed yeah, no, to it used to be like $6 when we used to go. Yeah, or free,
1: you know? That's that's just called inflation. True, but, you know... You gotta keep up. Also, you know, I have a lot more bills to pay for now than I used to, you know? You're an old man, when we were, Tyler. When we you were make 18, more 19, money now. <laughs> I do, but when we were 18, 19, we had no responsibility, no real responsibilities.
0: Yeah, we made no money, and so that's why it was... Like all the money that we kind of did make, we scraped together and went to shows. But now like you make more money so you yeah, gotta spend more money.
1: That's true. But there's also just more things to do. More things to pay for. It's just different. You know it's different. Don't argue with me. It's different <laughs> but the same. Oh, that's a good good song by Raised Fist. I'd love to go see them. I'd pay to go see them. Would you pay eighty bucks? To go see Raised Fist? No.
0: <laughs> what if they're only doing that album?
1: Oh the oh man. I wouldn't pay eighty bucks. I'd probably pay like fifty. All right. To go to if they st- if they played that that album in its entirety, that would be a fucking brutal show. That'd be great. Um, Snoop Dogg, he has sold out once again to Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> to have his own sandwich called the what is it called the D O double G or something D O double G or the, the or vegan D O double G I don't fucking know Beyond D O double G. There you go. So it's a it's a Beyond sausage patty. Stuck between two donuts and um, it looks like shit it does not look good I'm it's sure actually it tastes great they're
0: good. done with it too it's, it stopped uh, it stopped being in circulation yesterday.
1: Oh okay well it's news you lose I guess but I've seen this commercial so many goddamn times, and I hate the commercial so much
0: I've never I don't watch TV but
1: <sighs> I, I've cable had to watch TV. TV a lot recently and I don't like it but uh, Prince, he passed away a couple of years ago if you don't know. But there is a tribute show happening sometime this year. I think right after, after the Grammys, I think. Like two days after the Grammys, and uh, which is at the end of this month. And uh, some bands are going to be playing his music. Foo Fighters are going to be there. Your boys in the Foo's are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember who else, but there are other artists that are going to be playing Prince music. And that's kind of cool. Playing with his band, too, which is, which is rad. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? We got some Grammy nonsense. Take this one away, Jeff, because this one's more, more you.
0: Did you not read it? I did read it. <laughs> okay. I don't know some some someone that worked for the the Grammy or the Recording Academy. Deborah The Dugan. President.
1: Or the CEO. She was the president, CEO, of, she and was the president, president or the CEO.
0: Both. Okay, yeah, both. She was both, both. but uh, she got ousted, and. Mm-hmm we don't know why yet uh, her lawyer tweeted something about once they're not restrained by a 28 page contract, then they're going to expose kind of what's, what's going on and what's happening. And so Chuck D comes out and, and just kind of voices his disappointment because they're getting honored for a lifetime achievement. Public enemy is a lifetime achievement award, which he thinks is ironic and mm-hmm. stupid because not only did they, or has a Grammy's he been notoriously been against like the hip hop and rap community for so long. But in giving him this lifetime achievement, they tried to leave out like a core member of their group. And so mm-hmm. they were kind of asking like Chuck D or public enemy or whoever it was. They were asking, you know, I forgot who it was, but is this person like in, in, integral to your group? DJ Lord was who it was. Is, is is DJ Lord really a part of your group or can we just like not give him the award too? And that really pissed off Chuck D. Yeah. As you could imagine. And so Chuck D just kind of oh, voiced his, his, his disappointment in the Grammys overall. So I hope like the only reason why I would even consider watching the Grammys is is just to see if Chuck D says anything about this whole situation and fucked everybody.
1: He kind of he kind of implies too that, you know, there was like a lot of misconduct happening within the organization and she was exposing it all and because of that they kind of like silenced her. Which is Crazy. It
0: makes, it makes kind of sense too, because I think like an old, the old presidents, um, because I mean, they're also notorious for kind of leaving out female artists in, in and yeah. the kind of the bigger, the bigger picture. And so one of the old presidents or one of the old CEOs kind of told female artists to step it up. And so, yeah. Chuck D also told us, as the, as the viewers and everybody else voting, that we need to step it up as well. But it, it but it is kind of weird that a female CEO president gets ousted after the previous one had told yeah, females to step it up, and now she does step it up, and now she's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's
1: so weird. It's, it's very, very shady and suspicious.
0: I just hope this brings the entire academy down.
1: <laughs> I know, right? It Burns such, it to the ground. It's such horseshit. <laughs> Grammys are so dumb. It stinks with like,
0: f- like so many levels of just corruption and, and cover-ups and just disgustingness.
1: All right, uh, this next one here. I mean, you love the Firefest. Fest. You they love the love shit it. show that it was. And uh, this guy, who was this guy again? He was he was in the documentary. Yeah. Uh, but this this guy. What,
0: okay, so I don't know if you remember, but at one point, their water supply got seized by customs. And mm-hmm. customs were were telling the fire festival that, that they needed to pay one hundred seventy five thousand dollars in taxes, like import taxes, just to release the water to get to the people that were stranded on the island. <laughs> and so Billy, the guy who was in charge of like the whole thing, you know, obviously wasn't there. Otherwise, he have been eaten alive. Yeah. He calls this guy, right? He calls this guy, which I forgot his name. And he calls this guy and says, "Hey, dude." Like uh, they seized all of the water and Billy knew that this guy was gay and so told him or, or I shouldn't say tell him. He, he he kind of like suggested to him that he go down there and suck the dick of the customs agent to release their <laughs> water. <laughs> and like this is coming from the mouth of this of, of, of Andy King was his name. This is coming mm-hmm. from the mouth of Andy King in this documentary, who said that Billy specifically told him to do this. And so, like, what happened was Andy King went down there, and he—he uh, he was going to do it. Well, he talked to the to the customs agent, and they sorted it out. It was fine. The guy was really nice. It was really cool. It was, it was all, whatever. But just to like, I don't know, man. It's 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 so it's so gross to have like your boss or somebody kind of in the authoritative position suggest to you that you do something like that and this guy Andy King yeah he could have said no but it's it's I mean if your paycheck's on the line if your whole like livelihood is on the line like what choice do you really have like this is it's oh my god I hate this guy but I love I I hate the billy guy the guy in charge of the whole thing but I love reading about just like the horribleness of the entire event but anyway Andy King the guy who was who was supposed to go down there and perform fellatio for for (laughs) import taxes he, uh, now he's sponsored by, like, Avian Water. So whatever that means, but...
1: But, yeah, then, like, uh, TV networks are trying to get him to do, like, a reality show. But about what? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I hate,
0: Dude, I would watch oh, a season-long reality show if it was about the fire Festival.
1: Well, no, th- I think it's just about him, this guy, this Andy King guy. I don't think it's about the fire Fest. It has to be. I don't fucking know, but... It's just—it's all bad. It's so bad. It's just—it's
0: like the fire festival is—is is, is, going to go down in history as being one of the most, I, I just, the worst things to ever happen to music.
2: Yeah,
1: it's. it's and so this guy Billy McFarlane
0: is behind all of it. Like he will be one of the most infamous names in music history.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Like he's for even sure. worse than like when Chuck Berry put cameras in the bathrooms and shit. Like he's awful. <laughs> I about
1: that. Awful. He is really. Really a despicable human. Okay. Let's move on to the last little bit here. This will go kind of quick. The last couple of bits, I should say. Uh, in the studio. Got some bands in the studio coming out with new music, hopefully soon. Uh, Blink-182, they are recording something. It looks like it's something acoustic. But in the picture or in the video, it's only uh, Mark and Travis. Matt is not seen or heard. So... Who knows what's happening there? But they're probably—I think they're pretty positive they're in the studio with Feldie, which sucks too. Uh, Mandy Moore—I uh, guess Jeff really likes Mandy Moore now. But you know, she's coming out. She's in the studio. She's coming out with a new record, right? Soon.
0: Yeah. Track okay. listing already released. I would love to go see Mandy Moore live. It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sloan's sister. What, so Sloan's sister like wants to go. To go see Mandy Moore like in LA or something. And I suggest you just come out here to Phoenix, because she's gonna play a, a stint in Phoenix. So maybe, maybe I'm I'm maybe going to Mandy Moore live.
1: Oof. I mean, I'm sure it's it'll it'd be fun. How big of a venue does she usually play in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I've never heard of the place she was
0: playing in. Although I don't really know hmm. too many venues out here, but There's I would assume team. maybe like at most, at most like a hockey rink.
1: That seems really big.
0: For her? I mean, she's, she's been around for a while and she's got like that pop star status where she could she could probably get a good draw if she played like a hockey rink.
1: Maybe, maybe. Uh, another band that Jeff likes, uh, Four Years Strong, they're in the studio or they, they just finished up their new record that's coming out, I think in March, something like that. So get into that. Uh, Pearl Jam, they are also in the studio making new music. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure we might talk about that a little bit about both of those bands right yeah uh the last one here atreyu they or feldy our boy feldy posted on his instagram stories last week that atreyu were in the studio with him so that really fucking sucks not looking forward to that because the last Atreyu record was horrendous it was horrible <sighs> so some new some uh some upcoming tours or shows that I think are kinda interesting. Jeff might agree with me. Rammstein, the German industrial rock band. They are touring the US very, very or later this year. And um it doesn't happen often that they play in the US, so I really wanna I'm probably gonna go see them. I really wanna see them. I've always wanted to. And they only play every like five or six years here. So if are you're there, interested, go, are there, like, go check them out specific
0: dates available yet?
1: Yeah, the dates were released. the The link I put in the notes is old, but yeah, they they released the dates. I just have, I forgot to look at them
0: before this. If there's
1: anyone in Phoenix, you'd be down to go,
0: of course.
1: Ah, oh, fuck yeah, dude! I, I think I Renee to see and Sloan would
0: go to that too.
1: <clears throat> It'd be fun. They put on a fucking fantastic show. Everything I've seen and that I've heard, they put on one of the best shows ever. So, uh, between the Barry and me, they are going on uh, a tour later this year and uh they're gonna be playing their album, The Great Misdirect, in its entirety for their twentieth an- for its twentieth anniversary and that's pretty cool. So if you're interested in B T Bam, I'm sure it'll be insane, right? Yeah. Are you gonna go to this? If there's if there's a close
0: place that's not like an arena, I would go to this for sure. There's there's a couple of cool spots in like Tempe and Mesa that are close mm-hmm. to me that are bigger, kinda like House of Blue style bigger. So I would definitely go to this because that, that album is f- fan fucking tastic. It's only like six oh, songs
1: too, but it's so good. But it's like forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's long. it's a long ass fucking album. No, it's a it's a great album, great band, and I've seen them. You've seen them too, right? Have s- we seen I've them seen together? them
0: once. I saw them once. I think I either we saw them together at Ozfest, but I've only seen them once outdoors.
1: Okay, yeah. See, I, I saw them. I think three times at Ozfest. The one of them must have been with you, and then the other two times were when I went prior. But yeah, so they're great. They're really, really good. Go go check them out, and it's a great album. So get into that. Um that's it for the pod. You got anything else? Are we all good? That's all I got. That's it, that's all. So oh, uh, man, I don't even know. What uh should ooh, we just uh, so, uh, I Maybe, i forgot to play the song. I mean, we could I'm know
0: just, we could know you could play it now, then I could I could wrap up a little bit here, but
1: wrap up a little bit, baby
0: it is it is uh, important to know that this is our 181st episode because we had kind of deleted other stuff and reformatted and and refinanced and and restructured and so this is our 181st episode so therefore yes. our next episode is going to be our 182nd episode or 182
2: so naturally,
0: so for us, you know, Blink One Eighty Two fanboys, we are definitely going to be doing Blink One Eighty Two next week for our one hundred eighty second episode.
1: Hell yeah. yeah! I'm so stoked. Yeah, but we she don't know what album we're doing yet. But we
0: don't. So naturally, we'll probably we'll probably re rank all the Blink albums and then argue about them. And
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and That's what we do. Time, That's know? what we love to do. <laughs> <That's what laughs> yeah, and everything's going to be Blink related. So yes. Yes. If you hate it, then you hate it. It sucks for you. But just listen to us because we're the best and Correct. we know what we're talking about. Correct. All right. So that's it. That's all for Nine Radio. This is week three of January 2020. And um, I don't know. I, I just don't know what else to say. So right. uh, who knows?
2: Uh
1: huh.